Nokia phone? Oh, Nokia. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, there was a lot of promotion in those early films. The government, the army? Oh, those were, yeah. The U.S. Army? What Michael Bay movie isn't just army propaganda? (laughs) I mean, I I kind of, there's like a comfort in that type of, you know, army uh, propaganda. You know? For the U.S. Army? Yeah, for the U.S. Army, it's like, you know. It's it's U.S.A.R.M.Y. U.S.A.R.M.Y. The U.S.A.R.M.Y. I I just appreciate when, you know, people can find the good in those things and really make me feel comforted by something that in normal life I'm not comforted by. I mean, if if you want to join the army because you think you're going to fight Transformers, (laughs) all the power to you. (laughs) I always thought it was funny. Well, it's kind of the same after 9-11, joining the army because you believe you're going to fight the actual person that caused 9-11. That is not the same as fighting a Transformer, Brandon. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Okay, maybe it is. Because all those people went to the wrong country. That's true, yeah. <laughs> um, I always thought it was funny how, like, the U.S. Army pays to be represented and, like, represented in a good way in, like, certain Call of Duty games, or there was, like, a U.S. Army video game. Well, aren't all of the branches of military, not just U.S. Army, but all branches of military are like that, aren't all they? All military, yeah. I, yeah. I always thought it was funny how they do that to, like... As like a, cause there's like been ads where it's like you like Call of Duty, son. Why not join? Why not? Uh, why not call this duty? Call, <laughs> call this duty, <laughs> son of a bitch. Come out here and call all these duties. You see these young men out here. You, you want to be around like, some sounds sexy like a young bad, man? Bad Pornhub video. <laughs> look at all these. Look call, at all these. Call my duty. Sexy eighteen-year-olds bunking together <laughs> in a the, big house. It's the. It's the. The U.S. Army's versions of Two Girls, One Cup. <laughs> Call my duty. Call your duty. <laughs> you got a drill instructor. Yeah, duty, duty. Yeah. <laughs> got a drill instructor looking shocked walking in on the bunks. Oh, God, we're starting off great. Oh, <laughs> I like it. Man, that, that's what but, uh, but some Army... of that, Some of that military porn's good, though. <laughs> I hear squeak. You're rubbing up against the treadmill. Ah! I hear squeaking. It's you, Blake. <laughs> <laughs> I am squeaking. Yeah, I think that's what uh, that's what squeaky. army or military advertising needs more porn uh, Pornhub ads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we want a few good men. Doesn't matter where you stick it in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. I think. Uh... <clears throat> Make it a little more spicy, you know? Make it a little more make it a little more exciting. Are you into men? <laughs> join the US. Join the US. Join, this- join the Marines. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be just like quoting a random podcast meme, but there's this like guy who's who's like one of these big like be like a man influencer. And he's like, I don't know if you've seen this Jose, but he's like, I'd like to <laughs> I like to find the hardest men, the hardest of the hard. And I like to be with those men. <laughs> that sounds like something Ron Swanson would say. That's what I imagine like military promoters would say. You bring a young like college student up to the table. And you're like, you want to be with some hard men. You look like a hard young man. <laughs> you look like a hard young man. We're going to turn you into a really hard old man. <laughs> 
Well, welcome to another the movie. I'm one of your hosts, Blake, and as always, I'm joined by, joined by Brandon, and we're joined by Jose. And this week, we're sponsored by the U.S. Uh, military. <laughs> <laughs> um, we watched Inside Out this week, and we ate broccoli pizza. Yes. Broccoli. Kind of. Yeah. We had broccoli on the side and pepperoni pizza. Um, which but did, is, did you put your broccoli on your pizza? Yeah, I had a couple. Yeah, bites. we all put our broccoli on our yeah. pizza, though. It wasn't too bad, and I think that was mainly because you made the best damn broccoli <laughs> I've ever had in my fucking life. Brandon. I don't know about that. I know, I I know that's a fact. I'm sorry, Mama, but your broccoli ain't ain't Brandon broccoli. I, I believe him. <laughs> Blake would make tomato sauce with the no seasonings. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Blake, <laughs> what? you ate that before. Um, <laughs> See, I like unlike you, Jose. I like to bring out the natural flavors. The natural flavor of the can of of the can of, the, of, of tomatoes. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of the natural tin flavoring. Yes. Um, and so we had pizza and broccoli. Uh, sometimes some bites broccoli on the pizza, and it was very good. That's a meal that, uh, you know, there's broccoli pizza in San Francisco, but also as a baby, um, the dad had uh, broccoli and pizza on his plate, Mm -hmm. Uh, pepperoni pizza. He was, yeah, but he was eating pepperoni pizza and he just gave her a great big bowl of broccoli. (laughs) It's like, screw you, kid. (laughs) That would make it even harder because they're smelling all the pizza, but but they're going to be tasting all the broccoli. I mean, cut It's like the people who... It's like chewing on ice, but smelling food before you chew on it just to <laughs> trick your brain. Is that a thing to chew yeah, on ice? It's a, it's a joke. Yeah, yeah, right. It's a joke that uh. you just chew on something bland and then smell the food you actually want to eat. Okay. So anybody on a diet, there's no seasonings and stuff like that. It, it doesn't add calories to your diet. So you can have food that it tastes that is good. not bland that yeah. actually tastes good. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't understand this bland food thing. I think it's because the people like a lot of people who who like make that change like don't know how to cook. Like a lot of the times they're eating that really tasty food, but like really unhealthy tasty food because it's so easy to make it tasty. So they don't really have to try to make anything tasty. So they don't know how. It's just an extra layer of, of 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 effort that they don't have. That's an extra emotion in their brain. What the that hell isn't is the internet them. for? You need you need the disgust part of your brain to be working properly. See, I've always understood it to be kind of like uh, you're not eating because you want the food to taste good. You're eating strictly in a you need to eat food to survive and or to lose weight or to make muscle. That's how I've understood it. Like they just don't season it because it's not about the flavor. It's strictly about the nutrients you get. Yeah, from but the food. anyone who just goes on a diet and is just starting out on a diet, a lot of times they'll quit their diet because the food is not satisfying to them. Oh right. Yeah. So so learning how to make the food healthy and satisfying um goes a long way. Yeah, it does. I mean, that broccoli was nothing. I mean, I could have I put I put a tablespoon of cornstarch in the in the garlic um, sauce that I made that put on it. I could have done without that and used less water and stuff. Um, and it would be completely 100% carb-free meal. And it would have tasted just the same because corn, cornstarch doesn't taste like shit. 
Yeah. yeah. Who, who who knows why people choose to eat bland food deliberately? Yeah, I, I have no idea. I have no idea why. I do sometimes. Just because, like, if I'm trying to, like you said, on that diet mindset where you're trying to have something a little, you know, less, and it's like, shit, I'm really hungry right now. I'm just going to take all this broccoli and I'm going to eat it right now. See, I, that, that I, makes I like, me... I like, I like just raw, uncooked broccoli anyways. If I just <sighs> ate it like that, just bland, that would make me want to eat something unhealthy more it does it yeah, totally just be like does. oh i ate this shitty but broccoli. if you make it but if you make, you it, make it savory it good, yeah then it's good and you don't don't really think of it and mm-hmm. you could eat like a whole plate full of broccoli and it's like 200 calories and it will fill you up before you finish the plate that shit was yummy that was better than the pizza I don't know about that. I haven't had pizza in a long I was, time. I was I dipping one... my pizza in the garlic sauce. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually think it was better. I had my pizza. one piece of pizza, and that was very, very good. Eat more broccoli. I did. I finished the broccoli that was in the <laughs> thing so I could wash the bowl. Well, I chose this movie, Inside Out. Why did you choose this movie, Inside Out? I chose this movie, Inside Out, because uh, I love this movie. I love it. It is. Um, it is my number one wanna cry movie. Uh, and it is scenes that make no sense. There were times I was watching this with Tiff, and there were times where like a scene would come up that was like nothing. It's like, <clears throat> it's like, um, uh, oh shit, I'm trying to think of. It's like the title card, the moment the title card, and they're going to San Francisco. I'm tearing up. Things like that. Like, throughout the movie, it's the smallest things. I'm thinking about a scene that's coming up, and I'm starting to cry. Uh-huh. And then the scene comes up, and I'm... And I didn't stop crying from when I started to think about the scene. And then the scene comes, and I'm crying even harder, and I can't breathe. And uh, this movie just has that throughout the entire movie. And I just... I, I don't know. I want to unpack those feelings here. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, yeah, it's just this just is that movie for me. What about your history with Inside Out, Brain? Um, I I don't think I saw this in the movie theater, but I saw it whenever it came out, um, either on streaming or DVD or 2015. So it had to have been on streaming or something. Um, and and I I loved it. I loved this movie. Um, I don't cry as much as you, but one character. Like, just makes me just fucking cry. Like, every goddamn time. Like, ugly cry. <laughs> yeah. Is it the likely character I'm thinking of? Uh-huh. Or, okay, yeah, yeah. Of course it yeah. is. I mean, It's our friend who likes with, to play. Without, without Bing Bong in this movie, I would not cry one bit. Mm. But Bing Bong? Fuck me, man. Bing Bong is like... Even just thinking about him just makes me want to cry. Um, and if you've ever had an imaginary friend, um, it's kind of like, oh fuck, what did I do with my imaginary friend? Kind of, kind of feeling. I don't like, remember having like, any, but I know I did. Oh, you know, I know I had imaginary friends. I was an only child, so yeah. But yeah, I kinkle and bleep bleep were my imaginary friends. I had two. Kinkle and bleep bleep. Kinkle and bleep bleep. Bleep bleep was an alien from another planet. <laughs> what was Kinkle? Uh, Kinkle was just a person. Yeah. Just a guy. Just a guy. 
Just standing Kink- there. Named Kinkle. <laughs> <laughs> did, yeah. they, did they speak? Uh, yeah, I used to make my mom uh, set places at the table oh. for them <laughs> and, and feed them. Yeah. Did you like, you held up the spoon and everything like to their mouth? Um, I said, I, I told her no, though, though they, they eat their food, but you can't see them eat it. Yeah. It's like the food. It did, how did you explain the food not disappearing? Like you have to turn your head and it's gone. Well, because, because she couldn't see them. Um, and I knew she couldn't see them. Then she couldn't see them eat. And if they ate their food, she couldn't see it disappear. Because she didn't, she was a grown up. But you saw like, it like I totally had this down when I was like three <laughs> right. years old. You you had your writing mind on. Oh yeah, this writing. I was, it was already your, growing. Yeah, <laughs> bleep bleep. Yeah, I had. They had stories. Like I could barely remember their stories, but like Kinkle came first, and then his friend Bleep Bleep came from outer space, um, down to Earth, uh, to visit, and uh, yeah. And they stuck around for a little while. Well, maybe they'll come back. Did you have any imaginary friends? I don't remember. I know I had some, but I don't remember. You don't remember them? You don't remember their names? No. See, mine are still alive, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot. You killed yours. I I know I I had imaginary friends when I like played with toys. Like I always had like a being there who was that you were talking to. Talking to yeah. Yeah, But I I was a weird kid though. I was a weird kid. I, th- I mean, Kinkle's a weird name, sure, but yeah. I, I'm not going to judge you too bleep much bleep. for that. Kinkle and bleep bleep. Um, no, I, I, yeah. I can't judge yeah. you for what you name an imaginary friend. Like, I think kids have such an array of naming things. You could you either name something exactly what it is, and you just add like a Y or an IE to the end of it, mm-hmm. and that's your best friend, and it's just like Barry or something. <laughs> Or you gave it some weird fucking name that you you don't even know where it came from. The so weirdest think, imaginable possibility. Right. I, I think, like that's just the range of of names with with yeah that kids are able to give. They have no like societal relation to names. Like, oh, you can't name that this, right? Um, yeah, I think you can name anything you want as a kid. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you have imaginary friends? I doubt it. I I was never. Uh, you didn't have an imagination. Land. I was not an imagine imaginative kid. I've always liked things that are like real, and like, or it, that seemed real to me at least. I remember a lot of what I would p- play as a kid was with like my, like toys that like had TV shows, and it would just be be do being the characters from the TV show mm-hmm. when I would play, but never really things that weren't something I had seen that already had personalities. Like I wasn't making personalities for other toys that I had or, or anything like that. Um, yeah, I don't think I was, I just wasn't an imaginative kid from what I can remember at least. At five years old, I told my babysitter that I was reincarnated from an Indian that died in during a battle. (laughs) 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 I I freaked her the fuck out. <laughs> did you did you not blink when you told her this? Oh no, no, no. No. Yeah. And she like my mom when you hear my mom say it, my mom like my mom was freaked out about it too. She, like the babysitter my mom came home and the babysitter was like, Have you taught your child about reincarnation or anything? My mom was like, No. 
listen to this shit. <laughs> like, I, I, I ran into detail on how I was shot, and I was shot by a cowboy, and like all kinds of shit. Wow. Yeah. I liked rules as a kid. I was the kid who would who would make rules for a game, or if, if we were doing something that didn't require rules, I wanted there to be rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was me, always making up rules for things. You had to have structure in your yeah, life. Yeah, I, I liked structure. You only as dealt a kid. with facts and concrete things, right? And like structure. Power Rangers. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you at least knew how the world worked in Power Rangers. Yeah, but when exactly. it comes to imagination, it's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what about your experience with Inside Out? Um, I had to have seen this when it came out. Um, because this was our freshman year of college when this came out, sophomore. Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, so I had to have seen this in college. I honestly don't remember if I've seen this since then. Oh, wow. Maybe bits and pieces, but I, I don't think I've sat down and watched it in its entirety in its entirety since probably seeing it in the theaters. Um, but I really liked it back then. I guess I don't know. It's just not it wasn't a movie that I watched over and over again. Or I didn't. I didn't really have a desire to watch it again once I saw it. Not not like you know. Not I didn't like it. It's just not the Pixar movie that clicks with me in that sense. Yeah. Um. But no, I I I love this movie. I don't think I have like a connection with Bing Bong at all. <laughs> <laughs> so you when when Bing Bong when Bing Bong jumps off, you're just stone faced. Like you don't give a shit. Uh, fuck Bing Bong. <laughs> no, Richard I, Kind can fuck off. It's, I, it's very sad in terms of like I can tell yeah, the right, connection, yeah. but not in a oh I I had an imaginary friend once. There's no rule here. Yeah. There's no concrete I, information. I, I, don't, I don't feel that. Yeah. I'm just like oh I'm sad because he doesn't get to like see her again, which you no know, he's not going to, but. Yeah. Um I have I have a like other things in this movie do make me more emotional than than Bing Bong though. Yeah. Just that's just like the one I was like, yeah, I'm like, I don't I don't get it. Bing Bong makes me cry the most, for sure, every time. But mm-hmm. but uh yeah, I think like throughout what I cry at is is so random and so sporadic. Like I, I I know what you mean by like how other things can be more emotional, but for some reason Bing Bong like sticks out so much. And yeah. I don't even really remember having an imaginary friend. So it's not it, for me it's not that either. But I, I don't think you need to really remember. I, I think you know you what I think it is with Bing Bong is just his um happy go lucky kindness and um, just silliness that the antics that he just does, like pulling people in, just like by smiling and saying things like, "Yeah, come on in, it's it's fine," you know. And you follow him, and then you get messed up, but not really. Maybe that's yeah. why I don't you like know? Bing Bong because he has no structure, um, no, <laughs> rules. no rules. <laughs> he does explains yeah, his rules. Has be, rules. That might be. That <laughs> might be. Yeah. Explains his rules from the very beginning. He cries candy. He's ha- he's part dolphin, part cat, part I elephant. See, I, I, I would have liked candy. that as a kid. We should have had some caramels. <laughs> oh damn, have. you're right. I might have some in the. Here, okay. Okay. All right, we're gonna go on a caramel break. Try the caramel. It's delicious. 
<laughs> this will allow us to test our new, um, you know, us doing the show while we eat. No, Brandon, this broccoli is delicious. <laughs> it makes me want to join the Marines and go be with men. Did you put something in this broccoli, Brandon, that's making me want to lust after servicemen? You don't want any of this? I can I can cut my I can split it in half. Ooh, those are good. Oh, all right. It's, it's, it's definitely hard. Yeah, because it's been driven. But it's tasty. <laughs> old? I don't know if I can judge its oldness, but it's tasty. As long as it's tasty, that's all that matters. All right. Now that we're back from our bing. <laughs> Now that we're back from a bing bong break, <laughs> I sabotaged you both. <laughs> now we can go to Jose's character. Uh, fun facts. No, we do our log line here, Brendan. Is okay. I'll do. I'll do log the log line goes first. Does it? No. Uh, when an 11 year old girl moves to San Francisco with her family, her emotions attempt to take control of her well being, which almost leads to a complete loss of all feelings until the emotions learn to work together. Mm. That's the simplest one I could come up with that has both Riley and the emotions in it. Yeah, that's a good way to describe the emotions journey, too. That the, yeah. it's really about them working together and, and yeah. finding a way to, to, like, it's having memories with all of them. Is, is is like the end goal. Yeah, complex emotions. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Are not not just those those five core but now they're making complex emotions mm-hmm. and and learning that you know sad sadness is needed for some joy sometimes and um emotion like memories are are you feel different things during moments in your life. Oh yeah, I not- never feel the same way for the entire day. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I, I could be driving and be completely disgusted at the people on oh, the road and then be perfectly happy a minute later singing right. a song in the car and then, you know, angry as hell, cussing and swearing at other people uh, but another you know, minute later. Yeah, like, well, sometimes when always, you're angry and you get to cuss at people in the car, joy follows. Yeah. 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 Especially whenever something happens to them. <laughs> <laughs> for me it's sometimes flashes of fear thinking of what I could do to them and then it goes to joy so you scare yourself I scare myself with how powerful I could be <laughs> <laughs> right I'll say do you got some fun facts <laughs> <laughs> yes let me just like stuff the caribou in a corner of my mouth yeah no I ate that so fast <laughs> I want to enjoy it I enjoyed it I, you know that's how I eat I just eat things so fast I really wanted one I'm glad there was only two though because that would totally fuck with my diet we could have cut it in half Brandon. No, it's okay you just blow at me blow at you? it's like stuck in every corner of my teeth I can smell it. I can smell the caramel on your breath. I'll bring car. I'll, I'll bring it next time I'm here, so you can have some. No, 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 no. I'm on a diet. I'll spit it out. You're ready to catch. <laughs> uh, Inside Out came out in 2015. It has a runtime of an hour and 35 minutes. 
It was directed and written by Peter Doctor, who has Dr. also- Dr. Peter. Dr. Peter. was also directed Monsters, Inc., Up, and Soul. He Which also we has- discussed. Yeah, we did discuss Soul. He has uh, writing credits on Toy Story, Toy Story 2, Wally, uh, Up, and Soul. And then there was two other writers on the movie, Meg Lafave and Josh Cooley. Uh, and they have writing credits on other Pixar movies, uh, The Good Dinosaur, uh, one of them on Captain Marvel. Does it say if they're writing the second? Um, because I remember seeing one of them shows okay. up as writing. Because I remember seeing that Doctor Peter is not directing the sequel. Right? No, yeah, that makes me a little worried because he's very he's very good. He's got almost everything is a home run that he's or everything he's directed is a home run. Didn't we? Whenever we discussed Soul, didn't yeah, we say he was soul. retiring. Oh, did he say that? I think he's I, CEO now. Oh, he's got too much on his plate to be creative. Yeah, because right now it says, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's CEO now. Yeah, Maybe like Saul was, was his last big man. Yeah, chief, mm-hmm. or he's no, he's C, he's chief creative officer. Okay, so he can be creative. I wonder what that means, though. CCE. Come. He just has executive producer <laughs> credits on everything, but the last thing he made was Soul. Yeah. I remember, <laughs> I, I don't know if it was particularly him. Him... The, that that was retiring after that. Movie. Oh yeah, maybe. Or it was, if it was someone else, could have been someone else. I, I feel like there's been a lot of restructuring in the in the Pixar teams. I know they're letting a lot of like the newer directors direct, like Turning Red and Luca. I think are like the newer people. Um, yeah. people who have directed shorts in the past. Turning Red was Bao, and Luca was um, uh, La Luna, the mm-hmm. the that short. Um, the short for this was lava. The no for Inside Out. The short. Oh, for I'm talking about. Lava. Oh, really? Um, yeah, really. Yeah, I remember. I remember seeing that. I, I'm not a huge fan of lava. I fucking love I, lava. I really? love okay. lava too. <laughs> I will throw that song on the drive. Yeah, that's that, that's that my brother JJ and his wife Charlotte. Like that's them. Like their vibes, their yeah. energy is the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Like I, I watched it and I'm like, this is you. And and Jay said Charlotte said the same thing. Yeah, I don't know why it it didn't really. And I know Tiff loves it. I I just for some reason do not. I don't. Know, I don't dislike it. I just it's fine. It's a good I, song. I, I really yeah. like that short more than the emotional turmoil that Bao causes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At least, especially if you've never seen it before. <laughs> I was I was talking about um those were the directors of right. the shorts. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't mind Luca returning red. I, I, I enjoyed watching them. I liked both, both of those. Yeah. Lightyear I, was the most recent one that I've just did not like. Yeah. You haven't seen Strange World. No, but that's not Pixar. You haven't seen Strange World. I haven't seen it. Yeah, but it's still Disney. Yeah. I feel like um, Lightyear was all right. It was draggy a little bit. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Lightyear has some. I thought they could have storyboarded that plot way better than. Than what they actually made. Like the pieces and, were there, but they could have yeah, tightened pieces, it up. Yeah, some of the pieces were there. It was a, it's long. It's you could have made long. a fucking space ranger movie that wasn't about Lightyear. I think it would have been a better movie. 
I think making it light year is what really ruins that movie. It's a weird choice. And then uh, Pete Docter's been going out and talking about it a lot recently, right? I feel like I've been seeing it as him quoted. It about... seems like a lot of the people who worked on Lightyear have been laid off. Because mm. Pixar's also been affected by those Disney layoffs. Yeah. It seems like most of the creative team for Lightyear are part of the people being laid off. Mm-hmm. That's too bad. I'm I am curious. I, I I am gonna see Elemental. I'm curious how it is. I'm curious too. Because I had no desire to see Lightyear, but See, I have Elemental. no desire to see Elemental. <clears throat> I yeah, have a little I'm bit. I'm the same. I only have a little bit because the reviews are like some are saying it's great and some are saying it's not it's not a good Pixar movie. I, that makes me curious about it. I don't know. But Lightyear just it didn't it was just seemed weird. See, I had the re- I had the desire to watch Lightyear because Toy Story, the Toy Stories have always been those. I can watch those on repeat over and over again. Yeah, because they're always good. Th- those are the movies I, I think, attached I think, to. As I a think kid. what did it in is so far removed from this Toy Story kind of universe that it's really not right. It's not Toy Story. It's definitely not Toy Story. And people went in expecting a Toy Story ish kind of vibe and it wasn't i also think pixar's kind of they've they've shot themselves in the leg in terms of like their their movie release schedules and what's in the theater what's on disney plus i think that's all disney though i don't think that's i don't think that's pixar's choice to how the distribution works but i agree because soul would have i mean no that was in the middle of the pandemic but soul would have been fantastic on like a big screen it's frustrating yeah. to me that Turning Red wasn't released mm-hmm. in a big screen because I I love Makes Turning no Red. Sense. Yeah, yeah, Turning Red's decent. Yeah, because like uh yeah, uh, I don't think Luca or Turning Red, um like I really really like those movies, but I I just don't I don't view them as like I don't know. There's like a there's a category of Pixar movie that I feel like is maybe unfair to judge new movies on, but maybe it's a nostalgic thing that just like their movies they fit in those categories and these new ones just haven't really gone in there yet is ron gone wrong not picture not is Pixar. disney yeah i love that movie though it is a good movie i love and Ron's that was that was around that time too yeah that R- was a little before the pandemic around soul i think yeah yeah maybe before um we're gonna have to take another bing bong break um too much cheese uh yeah something's happening down there oh <laughs> Back from bing bong break. Then all your bing bongs come out okay? All my bing bongs are gone. <laughs> out of my tummy. Um, did you have any more fun facts, Jose, or were you? Were uh, you I don't think so. I don't know where he left off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the I, I mean, as all animated movies, I don't know how to credit them. So sorry, animators. But um, the music is done by Michael Giacchino. Um also did they either Pixar's either Giacchino or one of the Newman brothers. Uh so this one is uh Michael Giacchino. Uh he's also done Werewolf by Night recently. Uh also directed that one. Uh he also did the score for the Batman, Spider-Man, No Way Home, Up, Ratatouille, Rogue One. And we had talked about Speed I, Racer. Speed Racer. Uh we had talked about uh <laughs> <coughs> I can't remember which <laughs> You good, Brandon? <laughs> the speed racer made me swallow my own spit. <laughs> I, I can't remember which composer we I'd recently mentioned was like, dang, they did three movies in a year. That's crazy. But um, 
Jakino did six in 2022. I don't know how you come up with that much music, but I guess you're working on them over a long period of time. Yeah, yeah, probably. But he also directed Werewolf by Night for 2022. Man's a a creative force. Creative force. Um, Some people are like that. Yeah. They just come up with shit in the middle of the night. I remember I thought his name was pronounced Jixino. Uh It was Jacob who told me that it was not pronounced Jixino. Uh, Jacob and his pronunciations. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I thank him for that. So, I mean, I know how to pronounce it. Well, yeah, it we always want to get people's names right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I get people's names wrong all the time. And normally, you know, it's funny. You know, my thing is getting names wrong. Um, but sometimes when it's so wrong and you're so um, confident in it. Well, when like it's a I real with- person, it's different. <laughs> only to their face only to their face hi amy my name is not amy it's april (laughs) oh sorry amy (laughs) i've I've done that before (laughs) definitely have um the music in this movie i think is like the reason i cry so much because it's so good and it's so like special to me um, just from the very beginning, uh, bundle of joy. I think the track is when like, uh, you see the first memory come out and it's Riley's baby. And that sets up like this sound for the whole movie that whenever I hear the music, I just like, I tear up. I remember when I first watched this, cause I saw this in the theater five times. I know I did. This was a movie that I brought friends to. Where there was like, I was like, did you see Inside Out? And this was that after I'd, after I'd seen it three times already. And they're like, no. And I'm like, Let's we're go. going. Yeah, you and me, <laughs> we're going. And um, uh, we're going to talk about Bing Wong. And the music is just because like I would listen to it on like a drive home. And I would like, I would just listen to Bundle of Joy. And I would start crying because I just, I don't know. It makes me think of, the music makes me think of everything in this movie. And that's a, a successful score. Mm-hmm. Is, is a score that makes you just think about the movie. Like so deeply, and yeah, this this score is fucking good. The score. I don't think it's his best. Then What's wow? I I think you, it's good. Yeah, I don't think it's his best. Like all of his there scores was a are better nines. time to say that. Yeah, I don't think it's his best. I don't think it's his best though. <laughs> What's his best? For, for me, this one's a little repetitive. Fuck you. Okay, <laughs> it's the same theme throughout the whole 90 Shut minutes the of the movie. Up. Shut the fuck you, up. You can't even tell me I'm wrong. It, you are wrong. I think it's too You're it's wrong. too similar from, it, I don't know. I okay. don't think it's his best right. one. What's, are, what's I think, your I think favorite his best, soundtrack, I think asshole? his best score is Rogue One. I think Rogue One is his best one. Rogue One's a good score. It's too different, though, to yeah, be compared that's, to this. That's, that's a different type of movie though it's different type of movie it's live action there's a lot of action in it um well, yeah. i'm just mean in terms of a score overall not, yeah. not you feel like that, it added to the movie the more i think it adds one. to the movie more than it does here mm-hmm. right that's what okay I mean. yeah okay. I, and i wonder like because i know uh not saying inside out is like a universally hated pixar movie but i feel like my opinions on it are are normally like much 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 higher than people i normally talk to like they all love it but i just feel like i walk away from this movie and i'm like that was one of the best movies i've ever seen that was the best pixar movie i've ever seen and this is to me one of the best scores i've ever heard uh and i wonder like why i'm so like high on it in terms it's of because like, you connect with it yeah, and, yeah. On, on all of these levels mm-hmm. and 
not everybody is going to connect with it the same way that you connect with it. Yeah. I just like, I like to think about like why movies connect like that differently with everyone. It's, it's yeah, the I, emotions inside your head dictating yeah, on what, yeah. dictating what you're going <laughs> to fucking remember. My joy is screaming in my ear when, when I'm watching this movie. It sounds um, like your sadness is screaming in your ear. It's the oh. back and forth. Yeah. yeah. I'm, they're creating core memories with, with each other, this mm-hmm. entire movie. Yeah. Creating core memories with each other is mm. <laughs> it's a good term. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's get to my character core. Join, join the U.S. Army and create core memories with each other. <laughs> is Rogue One? Did you talk about putting Rogue One in the jar? Or because we were doing doing like, I think, uh, I think it's on my next. Okay. Because I do want to talk about that movie. We were talking about going like one by one, but I don't think we're going to do that. Uh, that would take a very long time. Because we started with Phantom Menace. We'd have to dedicate. I mean, we could knock it out and like. Can we just do the first three in one? All three. Well, we already did. We already Phantom did one. Menace. Yeah. Did we already do the mm-hmm. Phantom Menace? Remember, <laughs> we ate frog legs. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> See, we've done over a hundred. I'm not going to remember any of them. We're getting in that realm of like podcasters where they're like, "I'm sorry if you've like, if if you ever see me in public and you try to tell me about a bit that you heard in the podcast, I won't remember I made." <laughs> see, that I one. will remember every bit. <laughs> I won't remember every film. I would not remember <laughs> what rating I gave most movies. I would, yeah, I'd probably give them all different ratings than I actually gave them. Yeah, because every all of our listener. Knows that all of our numbers are arbitrary anyways. Yeah. I make them up as I go. Yeah. All right. My character corner time. All of our listener. <laughs> all of our, thanks, Karina. <laughs> I think Jared dropped off, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, Jared, if you're out there, uh, shoot me a text uh, when you listen to this. Yeah. So if I don't get a text from you, I know Do that you stopped being we have an email or anybody for people to... There's Other than Instagram, there's no... I, mean, I needed to make an email to make the... Twitter. Okay, what's our email? Yeah, uh, please hold. We should. I don't have should, it on my phone. We but should I can put find this. Out. We should put this out there and have have people that enjoy the show or uh, hate the show contact us and <laughs> tell us tell us why they enjoy the show. I'm. I wasn't going to put the hate the show in there because I'm not the one that's going to be reading the mail. Jose, I'll find <laughs> it. it. It has to be something like dinner with a movie. Which was probably taken. So it was like dinner with a movie 2020 at Gmail or something along those lines. Okay. Why don't you give out your personal email address? So uh, I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wait, pretty sure it's dinner with a yeah, e- e- Email at a, email us. Karina, if you're listening to movie. us, email us at dinner with the movie 2020 at Gmail. If that's the right email, I'll maybe respond. <laughs> okay. <laughs> dinner with the movie oh shit that one's taken at gmail.com <laughs> okay character quarter time there's too many emotions I don't know them all did your tummy rumble yeah my tummy rumbled like big Ooh. thunder big yeah, rumbly big thunder uh, okay so this movie um, we have Riley Anderson who's our girl you know She's the lead whose emotions are hers. And 
her parents do they have names i just thought they were they don't have that. names okay. uh the trivia says they have names but i can't recall i, I don't they're, think they're they, not, they're they not know, credited they never use them in it's the movie. it's the names are only confirmed in like one of those um books about movie the, like the movies that you get yeah Children's okay. books. But. It's like if you look in this corner in the very blurry and you enhance, you can see yeah. the mom's first name sort of thing. Or is it just they make it up? I think like they had the names in the, like while it was being produced, but no. It's never said it. Nothing in the movie about it. Okay. Um, And the emotions, we have uh, joy, sadness, anger, disgust, and fear. Um, And then bing bong. Bing bong, bing bong. Uh, Jangles is the clown, I yeah. think. Um, I don't know the unicorn's name, like Princess Sparkle Rainbow Unicorn. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's all I have. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's any other names, really. Yeah. Maybe Riley's friend, but I don't know if they say her name. Uh, her friend's name is Meg. Meg? Okay. I'm pretty sure. Maybe we can just refer to the mom and dad as uh, as Brandon's uh, imaginary and friends. No, just call <laughs> mom and dad. Timmy and Tommy. <laughs> or Timmy and Tommy, yeah. Yeah, not a lot of not a lot of character names in here. Everything that's uh, all the the imagination characters are just kind of unnamed people. Um or uh clouds or uh little beans. I don't know what they would be called. The mine Mind workers. beans, <laughs> mind workers, mind work. Yeah, the mind memory work. work management workers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So not much else in character yeah. corner. I got them all. I'm perfect, except Meg. I get Meg, or Princess Rainbow Sparkles, um, <laughs> unicorn lady. <laughs> I get that. I didn't know who Bill Hader was when I first saw this movie. Really? So yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I learned about him through this, and yeah, yeah. I, his voice always stuck with me, and I, I was like, oh, I gotta know who that is. Um. And I watch Barry, and he's great in Barry. Yeah. Barry, have you seen his Saturday Night Live? Saturday Night Live, Stefan. You, yeah, you told yeah, me you showed, showed it showed to us. us. Yeah. yeah, I think it's so funny. Yeah, I, I know he came out recently, and he was like, "I used to think that was offensive, but um, everyone who's like talked to me about it is like, no, like, oh, that's it's, totally it's so, funny. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. <laughs> it's great. It's great. So he said he would be open to doing it again, which would be funny. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but yeah, this movie. Um, the dad, dad's a dilf. Dad is a dilf. Yeah, dad is a dilf. <laughs> the moment he came on screen, Tiff was like, "Yeah, he's hot." <laughs> <laughs> I always feel bad because I'm like, "Oh, daddy." <laughs> That's so funny. Let's run away and join the army together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a good mustache. He's he's got he's got playful daddy vibes. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, the one thing about the dad I don't like is his brain. Um, I don't know that scene. Uh, I think it dumbs him down a bit too much. Uh-huh. I don't know. I, it's like funny for a joke. I think the jokes are fine, but having him be like, "Oh, the dad, the dad doesn't pay attention to his family. He's just thinking of sports." You know, it's just very. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like that. I, I, I don't like the joke for the mom either. Yeah. The, oh, let me think about this helicopter pilot instead of my husband that's yeah. across from me i don't <laughs> like that joke either it's very very like boomer marriage boomer humor jokes. Yeah. yeah i don't like it I, especially because it is like an important like a really to me emotionally important moment with riley and uh having like their the parents emotions 
like I, I don't mind the jokes like they're fine enough but it just it really at least the dad's emotions really made me think like lesser of him well I, I, I look at it this way they've never really had a problem with Riley until now right that's true so they're, they're kind of acting so like- they're not they're not really in tune to that kind of problem rearing its head they're not prepared for it when it happens. I would at least think them moving, though, would make them a little more, like, you know, aware. But she's been happy yeah. and coming up with ideas, like, oh, let's do the pizza, or let's do this, and let's do that. Yeah. And the mom even tells her, you know, thank you for being our, you know, happy our happy girl. girl. Our happy monkey. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, and whenever things start to go south, it's kind of a shock yeah. to to the parents. I can see that happening though. Yeah, that makes sense why they wouldn't be like on edge. I still don't like like the characterization of them. Yeah. Um yeah, and I don't know. It's, kinda... well, it's like to me it's that the jokes don't fit with how the parents are the rest of the movie. The dad's yeah. very involved and attentive with Riley except for that one joke right <laughs> i would have thought fear would or fear or something would have been in charge of his brain i think that would have been funny yeah but, uh, or i don't know i i could i could understand the daydreaming thing or i daydream I, I, all or, the time or, yeah then. or and, i would have and thought... i do it during conversations all the time too <laughs> i sometimes someone will say something and then ask me a question i'll be like Oh shit! I just got caught. <laughs> I was thinking. Of, I was thinking of hockey. See, uh, no, I was thinking. I was thinking of some dilf. <laughs> I, I think that scene would have worked if it was anything but sports. Yeah, if he was thinking about work or the moving van. Yeah, because or anything he was, that shows he was that focused on work. Yeah, like, but the, I think the sports thing is what doesn't work for me. Yeah, yeah. it's just too boomery humor. Yeah, I don't, I don't like yeah. it. Mainly boomers like, suck. Boomers are the worst. They're the worst. Uh, I'm sorry, Brandon. I I'm not a boomer. You. Brandon's not a boomer. Brandon's a millennial. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon's Gen X. I'm, yeah. I'm the strongest generation. <laughs> I was gonna make a joke, but I don't want to make Brandon feel bad. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So that's really my that's really my only like issue with with that characterization. But uh, other than that, the parents are really like great because they they have like a clear kind of problem with like how they're dealing with Riley, how they're kind of talking, like t- they're basically telling her, "Be happy, be happy." You know, like you shouldn't be sad right now. You should like, I want you to be happy. Well, yeah, they're um, doing the exact same thing that joy is doing. Right. Yeah. Really. Um, which, which to me is a reflection of, of joy in her mind is that the parents are reinforcing, Oh, you need to be happy. You need to be happy. You need to be happy mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, when a normal person can never be happy all the time, because mm-hmm. if you're happy all the time, or if you force yourself to be happy all the time, then it soon becomes fake happiness and you're incapable of being happy. You're just capable of being fake happy. Yeah. And then sadness just fucking takes you over. Mm-hmm. So, so I think it's very, I, I think that is kind of spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Spot on. Like, it, it, cause all the, all the emotions are, they're like, they're kind of like a little bit more, intelligent from the get-go obviously because they were babies but they're still like a reflection of her of her age and her like mental age because they're thinking all these like the broccoli thing and and uh and um they're still like teenagers in their mindsets um so it's it's an interesting way they did it where where 
they're in control and they're seemingly a little bit more intelligent, but they're also an exact reflection of how Riley's thinking and how Riley's environment is. And, um, uh, yeah, no, that, that's a, that's a good, that's a good, um, observation. Cause I, I, I like thinking about how, um, how like each of the emotions, um, each of the emotions have like their little quirk where you're like, that's exactly how a 10 year old or 11 year old would think, mm. but they're also just kind of supposed to be these omniscient beings. So it's fun to see like that back and forth, I think with her yeah. like life and, and everything in that. I think that's what's nice about seeing the parents. Cause Riley's emotions aren't really a, f- they're a team sometimes and they listen to join a lot of times they just do one of them tries to overpower the rest to, to do what they want to do and the parents' emotions are much more unified. They've learned to work They've together. They've learned to work together by the time mm-hmm. that they're... I think there's a story there about the mom and dad because the mom's head-focused emotion is sadness mm-hmm. and the dad's is anger. Right. Um, which I guess allows him to be like protective. Put the foot down when he needs to. Put the foot down. Yeah. And the mom to be the mom the mom to have empathy, which is which is what Right. They have know, anger and sadness, is, but not in like the simple form that we see Riley's right, anger. Right. And they all look so like that. The more nuanced anger yeah. protection and yeah. sadness and empathy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're all like they're all sitting down at this big table too. They're not like running around and walking around. They're just kind of they're they're organized. Yeah. Um uh and they all have the mustaches. The dad has all the mustaches. Mm-hmm. They're all like in that. Um, I don't know. Does that mean Riley is gender fluid? You know, who knows? Could be. Mm. I think they they probably evolve into the person that you become. See, I thought that too. But the the guy that Riley sees at the end, his is all in his view. You know, they're all they're all. Uh, He's gone through puberty. Maybe. 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 Maybe that's what the puberty button does. The puberty. Or maybe the parents' emotions is just a joke. To- <laughs> yeah. But- yeah. Um, yeah. I also see like if the, if they had like, if they're trying to like appeal to um, all genders of like of children watching it, like they wanted to have different genders for Riley's emotions. I think, yeah. I think that makes yeah. more sense. Um. Well, I mean, certain certain emotions are perceived as m- masculine and feminine, mm. <clears throat> but they made fear. They made fear. Uh, Bill Hader. You know? Yeah, but he's kind of feminine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Everyone no, knows women are more scared. Um, but sadness. You know, macho men aren't sad. <laughs> um, and and. Uh, nice women aren't angry, you know? So there's, I think there's kind of a gender stereotype if you want to call it that with the emotions. Yeah. But they do fit. I I think they really fit well. Mm -hmm. That's what I saw from like the director that it was kind of just a, they had no, they didn't set out. They're like, okay, we're going to make anger male. It was more like, okay, he feels male. It was more well, of an I, intuition or, thing. Yeah, yeah. Than, and it's a feeling or or oh, I want I want this actor to play this role, so it has to be male or it has to be. Right. Female. And that was 
specific with anger. They knew exactly who that Lewis Black was playing anger, right? Yeah, from he was like the only one in and, consideration. And Mindy Kaling Kaling was discussed. Yeah, yeah, they knew those two were going to be them. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they would have to be that. <clears throat> Something that I think Pixar does best here, because like a, a lot of what they do in terms of like their movies is like let's take this abstract concept and we're gonna and we're gonna uh we're gonna personify every bit of it where they just take oh what if so and so had emotions what if emotions had emotions sort of what deal. if italians I, had yeah. emotions I, I think that's a pete doctor thing yeah, yeah. because with yeah. soul he does that as well yeah what and, if souls had emotions um what, what what if souls had emotions no the the concept mm-hmm. right the complex concept yeah yeah of something um and expanding and it into expand, like a world building making it style. a world yeah so yeah so this this soul world where whether it be heaven or pre-heaven or wherever it is um is the same type of world as this it's an awesome way it's, to like let's it, let's describe and explain and and design these concepts that especially for like children it's fun to to be able to think about it in all these ways that you would never have have otherwise where you're making these huge like mazes of memory where that's where our memory goes and when it gets old they suck it out into and it gets forgotten in the pit and like um it's such an ingenious like to like an imagine i love the puns the the what the puns it's just full of puns Mm -hmm. like the memory dump and the (laughs) You know, uh, the train of thought. Yeah. Yeah. The, all of those. Yeah. Yeah. Every bit of, of like, not even like just the puns, but having all the dreams being like a Hollywood uh, show that you're watching every single night and it's got the whole Hollywood land and yeah. uh, every part of your like subconscious is split into its own sections. You got imagination land. You have the area where you think of where you're thinking of abstract thoughts and it gets broken down and, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's so, it's like a simple thing where like, okay, what's everything about thinking? And then let's like assign some sort of creative value to each of it. And the way that it all connects in this movie is, is so smart. Um, and just, it's just fun. Like it, it visually it's, it's great. Just looking at the hallways of the memories and all the different colors and like, they're, they're so like tall and you get lost in them and, and yeah, it's 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 awesome. Just you get your at. facts and opinions jumbled up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> they all look so similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and even from just from the start, um, to talk about like why, like how much I cry to this movie, um, when Riley's a baby, and then you see Joy press the button, and the first memory is coming out and rolling out. Visually, it's just. Like seeing this in the theater was so great because there's something about um, the framing a lot of these shots where it's just um, everything's so big and you see this tiny little memory flying around and it start to light up this whole room and there's something about the visual style of of a lot of the brain parts of this movie that are just so overwhelming to me in terms of style and color and. I remember Keenan talked about this in the way Coco was like was like that for him, where it was so it was so overwhelming, mm-hmm. like the visuals that there's something in a lot of the simplicity of this movie, but it's it's so perfectly colorful and and well framed that that overwhelmingness plus the music is like 
it just makes me cry. Right when that emo- right when that first memory comes out, I am tearing up, and mm. it's just a feeling of this movie. I don't, I don't yeah. know how they've succeeded in that so well. Well, it's definitely powerful. Um, I can't think of another movie that has done anything like that. I, I just um, think what it what it what it does is it takes this idea that everybody has you everybody has memories it's it's universal mm-hmm. thing that that you share you you all have memories everybody has emotions everybody has lost memories and to to take something that everybody can can look at and think oh i wonder what what memories i have that i just don't think about anymore or lost you know that are been now lost and thrown in the the memory dump or why can i remember the phone numbers i had whenever i was growing <laughs> up right and not 3 days ago it's just your little memory beans making fun of you it it just <laughs> takes, fucking with me all the time <laughs> it just takes these i think truly universal ideas and makes it into a digestible concept for kids it makes everyone relate to it yeah like no matter the age no matter where you're from you 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 don't like you don't even need to fully understand these ideas but you relate to what's happening on screen like as a kid i feel like uh, i feel like a lot of children would just kind of get it just visually like it's so well represented in terms of seeing the little orbs and then you see the memory the the scene that you saw earlier so you kind of understand like that's getting encased there and they throw it up and it it projects onto there and you see riley react like it's so well established and 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 like choreographed that it connects so well together and it makes it like yeah universal like that (laughs) (laughs) sorry i was thinking I think it's I just think it's funny. <clears throat> it's to me movies like this and Soul um Coco as well. I'll I'll, I'll group Coco in there too. <clears throat> Where they're taking these these concepts that some are universal, some are spiritual and some are um Ethnical, I guess you would say, right? Um, and making them available for everyone and not talking down about it is something that Pete Doctor has done well. Um, but it's not done. It's not done at this level in a lot of in a lot of movies that try to actually do it. Um, so to me, like Inside Out stands out whenever you're you're talking about those concepts and making it accessible um for a child as well as an adult um something that pixar has always done pretty well having the the story a base story that a child can get but then having like adult humor in here um and even young adult humor um is I think it's well thought out. I think it's really well thought out in this movie because you never get like a, a dumb dump or, Oh, this is only adults or, Oh, this is only young adult humor. It's, it's really, it's really 
um, the movie woven doesn't in st- there really yeah, well. It doesn't stop pace wise for exposition. Uh-uh. Not much, not much. Nah, There's not, some of the beginning, yeah. but but no, we want to know that stuff. Right, we want to know expected. what the core memories do and what these islands are in the background. But it, it just keeps moving. It's like it treats its audience that it's going to understand these concepts instead of slowing the movie down to right to try to explain when the, when it accepts that it doesn't need to. Yeah, it doesn't dumb it down. Yeah, it plays by like what the emotions know because the only time you get things explained really is from joy at the beginning. But after that, it's it's when they go down to the to the memory maze. Um, she needs like, okay, why are you throwing these things away? Like, explain that to me a little bit. Where it's like it's through her, and it's not overly done. Where it feels like you're just kind of on this journey and exploring because sometimes she knows exactly what's happening, and you just kind of have to catch up. And it's not that difficult. It's really well like portrayed. And then sometimes she's like, "Oh, I don't know what this is. Can you tell me about it?" And it's really quickly like done like that. And and I think yeah. with when you're trying to like in one movie essentially build on this like I don't know sci-fi universe in your mind, you could you could go on that edge of over-explaining, like having too many concepts or making the concepts too complex, or just like making it kind of like. Uh, oh, you wanted to have every single reference of things in your brain there. It's it's they, there's the right amount of like things that you're referencing here. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what's great is it all like kind of ties in to Riley's kind of journey and everything that's happening in her, um, in her mind that you see is like relevant to what's happening in her day to day, but also what's happening into how she's changing. And I think that's, that's really good. It's like, it's, it's not only a movie about, okay, like sadness is important. You need to respect sadness uh, and all your other emotions, but it's also like, like things are changing in your mind. You're growing up and, and um, it's not like just like the puberty button, but it's like her imagination land is going away. She's forgetting these things that were important to her and she's moving and all her old, like and I think the thing that's most like obvious is all her core memory islands are destroyed. Like she has had this complete refresh um, of of what's going on, and once they're destroyed, they're they're grown to be stronger and bigger and and more valuable to her. And I think that's a really like fantastic message to teach, like not only kids but adults too. Where it's like there's a lot of lows, and like those lows, like that's part of the sadness arc, are really tough and, and and difficult but after that you have this potential for growth that is not possible without having sadness and that's shown in all of the things that they explain abstract wise from memory to imagination land to to dreamland and everything mm-hmm. i think that's just really really powerful and it, it makes me think like i don't know it feels so grand the way that they describe it, even though she's just moving, like she just moved. It's, it's the biggest thing for her in the world. But like, I don't know. It's, it's not like utterly well, life I mean, that's, shattering. That's a universal thing too. Uh, like, like not all kids. I mean, I didn't move until I moved here and I was 21 when I moved here. But, um, <clears throat> I would go to my dad's every two weeks and I didn't have friends there. You know, um, I did make friends every once in a while, but then sometimes they would move and be gone. And then, you know, I just, it would just be me and my dad, you know? Um, but I think it's something that a lot of people can relate to 
the the moving or being a, a new person at a new school, switching schools or things being, just changing. Yeah. yeah, going through those changes in life, those milestones that you you manage to get through that you know, shit, I'm nervous about, you know, nervous about my first class. What is this going to be like? You know, and now they're going to make me stand up in front of the whole fucking class. Um, <laughs> that to me, that's borderline child abuse. <laughs> but, <laughs> Riley gets up because she wants to, not because she was told to. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the teacher does say, do you want to? And she does get up. Well, that's because Joy. Joy got on the... Joy got on the sticks and was like, all right, we're going to have a great answer here. Yeah, jo- yeah. Joy's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, all of those things, whenever Riley's talking about that, she realizes in in talking that all of these things that made me really happy that I'm telling you are all in my past. Mm. Um, and that's something that's very sad. Um, no that's, wonder that she starts me crying. So bad. That scene makes no me wonder she cry. starts crying. I mean, that's that's heartbreaking to put a put a kid through that instead of asking them, you know, pointed questions and yeah, saying, you're right. well, did you did you did you play hockey?" Oh, you you know, we have, you know, this hockey team or, you know, Tell me all the things you loved Guiding about where them. you were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell yeah. me about all the tell great about, things. Tell you me can about experience. where you you live that you can no longer go back to. You know, having those friends or those you know those winters anymore. And um, yeah, that's sad. There, there's also like that whole or the idea that Riley doesn't get to process her dreams or the, the the things that have happened to her that weren't positive and joy forces, not forced her, but wants her to remember the happy things, which in turn only allows her to focus on the fact that those happy things don't exist anymore. So by joy trying to, to stop the dreams from being negative, well, you kind of need to process those negative things. Yeah. And enjoy forcing her to only think about the positive things. It it kind of exacerbates the whole sadness she feels about not being near those things anymore. And that's that's Joy's journey. Joy has to realize that joy isn't the only emotion, um, and that in order to get to joy, sometimes we have to go through other things. And she's got all the other emotions believing that too, thinking that yeah. joy is the emotion. I was yeah. the first one, mm-hmm. therefore I'm in charge. Kind of mm-hmm. because that's what she does. She she really like I'm in charge. We're gonna we're gonna make this the best day ever. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Yeah. And and what you're saying, Jose, like, um that's why like it's a joke line, but it's also really serious where sadness is says like, um, oh I I I like to be sad because it lets me obsess about the weight of life's problems or something like that. It's like um, she likes to cry. Yeah. I, I think she says process, doesn't she? I, she might. But it's exactly what but, Riley needs yeah. to do. Yeah. And and it's yeah. what it's what Joy, pop, like shoving all these happy memories, like to, to kind of gloss over the sad parts or the things that you need to process. And then once they're gone... Riley can't experience joy or sadness mm. and she just becomes vacant kind of it's that dead look um, in her face after like she loses our core memories, which makes me just like, Oh man, 
I don't know. I watching Riley from like that outside perspective, like I'm rooting so much for her and I feel for her so bad that when I see her going through these emotions, I'm just I'm also just reflecting that because I hate to see her so sad and complete. And yeah. you know what's happening on the inside. So you're like, oh, my God, her emotions are gone. Her core memories are gone. It's fucked up. Yeah. And all of the all of the st- strong islands that she had built are all crumbling. Every time an island goes down and Joy is looking at or thinking of the memories that built that island, I, I'm, I'm a mess. I'm a mess. Yeah. So this is just like an hour and a half, like crying, like session for you. That I joke about it. Is, I, I is watched like a film where is I there did like that. Like a single part of this movie week, that you're not yeah. crying. I, I could say I'm crying for everything. What would you say, Brandon? I watched a film where I did that. What movie? I was started that? crying right at the beginning, and and I I was sad through the entire thing. Um, it's a film by A24 called Close. Mm, I've heard of it. It's about two boys, um, that are very close. Um, Are they in the military together? No, they're not in the military <laughs> together. Uh, but there's a twist in the midpoint, and and yeah. Oh, okay, maybe I'll watch. It. Um, it's 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 very sad. It's uh, I think it's on Prime. Okay, I'll give it a watch. I mean, um, this might got me in the mood for some crying. Yeah, it's it's sad. it's a foreign film. Okay, so it's um, I forget which, I forget which language. Maybe. Maybe, maybe French. We'll look it up after. Yeah, don't quote me on that. But yeah, it's very, very similar. Like I started crying at the mm. beginning of that. That's totally I wasn't even I was. remotely sad in the beginning. I was like, oh, you know. Yeah, it's just like sometimes those movies. This one especially just has, like I said, it's just like an overwhelming feeling of the creativity and the colors and the and the feeling of this movie. Like it's yeah. not even a sad thing happening. It's just. Yeah. It makes this movie. It's makes like with Coco. I mean, Coco gets me every time. Yeah, you know, um, it's just something about the movie that just, and you know, it could be the colors. It could be the, you know, yeah, it's that combination. The the music and the you know Miguel wanting something that his family is just not fucking having. Yeah. You know, they just want shoes. They only want shoes, and he wants the music. But this movie, Jose, I am crying from the start <laughs> to finish. When, when, so I sat down, I sat down to watch this movie with Tiff. The moment it starts, the baby's there, the first memory, I sniffle and Tiff looks back and I'm like, I'm already crying. And she's like, are you serious? <laughs> I cry for that. I cry during the grow up montage. I cry during the moving montage. I cry when the dad leaves. I cry when um, I cry this entire when the dad has to leave after when they're playing hockey. Yeah, because I don't. She's having such a good time, and she and she goes upstairs. And she's sad. Because everything's so sad. Yeah, you really connect with Riley, don't you? I do. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. I, it, I like every time I see Riley sad in this movie, like oh, it affects me so. I also think a lot of the memory bits just kind of make me think of like, it makes me nostalgic for my own times with like when I was younger with my family. Cause it makes me think, okay, I remember like I had that memory when I was super, super young and I associate that with like what's happening here. And you know, so much has changed for myself where it's just kind of, that makes me really sad where it's, it's like 
all these memories were so happy. And for me, I had all these memories too around the same time that were so happy and for everyone. And, and like, everything's always different. Like it's never like exactly how it was. So I don't know, just this movie makes me reflect a lot on that. And, um, maybe not explicitly during the moment, but, but very much like I, I connect it like on the go during this movie. And it really just like, it's a punch in the gut throughout it. It's a, Mm -hmm. it's a good punch in the gut though. It's like, not like a bad sad. It's a very like appreciative of life sad. And, And that's what I think this movie does really well where it's, it's like, it's not sadness because man, shit's so sad, but it's sadness. Cause like, things are changing and and you miss that and you know and and but there's a lot of good out of it that's that's why i really love the message is it it goes through that roller coaster and it lands you right at the end and you're really happy by the end because on top of bing bong when they're hugging each other at the end and you see and and you see the you see the 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 control board blue and yellow and mm. then you see riley smile after the crying yeah oh my god oh it's the tying together of all the emotional plot lines and the and the new ball comes out that's blue and yellow Mm -hmm. it's like so like grand in riley's mind but on the outside it just looks you know it's a sad event but it's not like huge but when you see that ball come out it's it's such a huge event for her you know she's building those islands again Mm -hmm. they're they're gonna be even better yeah they're built on stronger stuff. Yeah, they're not all joy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, Anger says at the end of it, I can't remember, I can't remember which core island, but he's like, thank goodness they added like the anger expansion yeah, or something. something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they all have an island that they're liking. Yeah. They're they appreciating because yeah. they have their bit of it. Yeah. yeah. Which makes me think, like, as she's going, like, all these core memories are coming out and replacing those, or, mm-hmm. like, it replaces it, but it adds an expansion or something. I think that's a fun... And it, it sucks fun. we never see any of the parents' islands. That would be really nice. To, to know maybe what, you know, see how how developed they are as, as you get older. Because Riley's mind has this huge open window behind her. It's really nice. Yeah. And her parents are all closed in this little room. You know, maybe that says something about her mom's up. is the same as hers. Is there her, an open window in the back? Um, yeah, I think it has drapes on it or something. Oh, that might be what I'm thinking. I have a goofball island. I know that for sure. Yeah, I know. I'm a goofball. I ran around naked spanking my butt. I know I, I did that. I definitely have a goofball island, I, but I, I, I don't do that. I don't have a goofball <laughs> island. I know that for a fact. You have a hockey island, though. No, I. <laughs> I'll tell you which emotions driving the. The control board, though. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? It's definitely anger. It's definitely <laughs> anger for you. What about you, Brandon? After watching this, I know that fear drives mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Mine is maybe I could relate to fear. Maybe. I don't know. To me, you're you're more of a joy boy. Okay. It's like a joy boy. I think you're a joy boy. Where did I hear joy boy before? <laughs> Uh, sounds like boy toy. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> You're a boy toy. You're a joy boy toy. <laughs> Made my time in the military. I got that a little bit. <laughs> come and, jo- come and jo- join our joy boy toys in the U.S. Army. <laughs> Make some core memories. <laughs> 
Um, the journey down in uh, so there's there's a there's a few things that I noticed on my rewatches, and I probably could have noticed this right at the beginning that made me fucking mad. And it's just two things. First off, why can't they send the core memories back? Like they oh, send the it, other memories. Whenever they send the gum memory <laughs> yes! back. Yeah, I have that thought too. Like, like, okay, well, why don't you just let the core memories go ahead of you, Joy? Like at, at the end, not not just with the gum, but mm-hmm. even at the end when she's trying to go up the pipe, why don't you let the core memories go and then they'll get there and then you can go and then sadness can follow you. Like mm-hmm. you don't all have to go together and sadness doesn't have to turn the core memories blue. Yeah. Um, well, the fact yeah. that she didn't think about using a recall tube until that part is crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like she didn't think about it until it got broken open, but still you'd think she would have an idea to use a recall tube before then. Yeah. Cause she because she watches the the bean guys pass the triple dent memory. So why can't she say, hey, pass this up to headquarters? Yeah. Hey, can you pass it? It's like these? she need it's like she wants to be the one to bring them back. That could be it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's that, her that's controlling. More... Joy is controlling. Yeah. Yeah. She's not gonna let those go unless she has control over them. So yeah, I can see that. That's What's a good the point. second thing? Because I have one of my own. It's the only like real critique I have. Oh, the second thing was just that like the second thing was why didn't she think of like throwing herself oh, okay. th- herself through a recall tube like she does at the end? What's your thing? Where's the blue core memory? It's uh she picks it up at the from the from her like getting embarrassed at school. Mm-hmm. She picks it up in the memory dump. Yeah, it ends up in the memory dump, and she picks it up and puts it in the bag. Okay. At the because at the end, um, they put that because uh, she she takes it out of the bag and gives it to Sadness at the end. Is that the memory and that the, she gives? And then her? all of them, she, she and then she gives all of them to her. Yeah. Mm. That's why she's like, "Oh, look what I got!" And Sadness is like, "How'd you get that?" Maybe maybe I just I like I watched it twice. I was like, "Where is this freaking blue?" Core memory. Yeah, that's <laughs> the one she picks up down in the memory dump. Maybe I just maybe it's just the color in that scene that I I don't see it or I didn't notice it. Yeah, yeah, I could get mixed in with all the other blues at the end, but it is there. Yeah, it's very coincidental that she finds it in the memory dump. Yeah, because that right. memory dump is huge, it's very big. <laughs> yeah, um, for an eleven-year-old. <laughs> she has a lot of memories down there i mean you know every second is a memory i mean think of how many memories in a day they had they, she had hundreds you know well everything's brand new too yeah mm-hmm. i mean for 11 years everything being brand new just about everything being brand new to you you would have a lot of stuff that you know like they said four years of piano lessons <laughs> Uh, down just, the drain yeah just just re- remember what chopsticks and heart and soul heart and soul <laughs> um phone numbers why does she need all these phone numbers that are already in her phone every name yeah. of something something doll too <laughs> yeah yeah and joy's like oh those are important yeah <laughs> well because she's so protective over everything about and that's what i love about the representation of all the emotions is they're like parents in their own way where they're like they're they're playing this rts of a child uh, where they're controlling and commanding everything and seeing how it plays out, and I like that. I would be a good emotion uh, just because I could, you know, I can I can plan ahead and I could play StarCraft, so I would be able to do very well in the child simulator. I could plan ahead and I could play Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I like that about it. And it, 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 it really reflects like on their emotions too, of just like, do they have emotions? You know, do all they have emotions? I don't know. Um, but how they're so protective over her. I think joy is the only emotion that actually expresses all of the emotions. Maybe that's because she's the lead. I don't know, mm. but I, I certainly saw it my second time around. I, I like, I clued into it the first time I watched it last week. And then when I watched it again, I was like, ah, okay. Mm. Joy, she's the only one that cries besides sadness. sadness. Um, she does show disgust. She does show anger. Um, fear from jangles. And she does, she does show fear. Um, she's fearful for most of the movie that she's not going to be able to get the core memories. Uh, fear is what's like really motivating her. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's the advanced. And emotion. part of fear is control. Yeah. That could be that could be like her leadership quality is that she can kind of experience a little bit of all so of them. I think she has emotions in her head too. Maybe that's what Inside Out Two is is joys is, is the emotions of the emotions. Yeah. What if they have emotions? <laughs> what if emotions of the emotions have emotions? <laughs> I am really curious what they're gonna do with the sequel. I don't know. I think it's I think it's still Riley, and I think uh, what what I think they would do. Is she's going through puberty, or she's she's at the point where she's already started puberty, um, because we've already had Riley's first date, the short, um, and mom's gonna mom's gonna get pregnant. Mom's gonna be pregnant throughout, and it's gonna be her dealing with her mom being pregnant and her dad, and her mom not paying so much attention to her anymore, um, because there's gonna be a new addition to the family. Hmm. I thought they were going to retcon the parents' emotions and add a new emotion. Or maybe I don't puberty. Think they need, I, I actually don't think they I need thought, a new I emotion. Thought, I th- think the same. I think they would add an emotion. Maybe it's, maybe puberty is like a temporary emotion. <laughs> that <laughs> leaves oh, oh, my God. <laughs> they come like, and haz, like, cause havoc and then leave. It's like baby Groot. <laughs> yeah. That'd be yeah, interesting. Right. Or, or temporary like, emotion. Like, yeah. like, like young adult Groot that, you know, is just playing video games in his room, in his dirty room. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be the puberty emotion. Just yeah. like ruining everything in yeah. there. <laughs> but then like, how would puberty cause an emotion? I don't know. <laughs> like how you would uh, associate an emotion. He to just puberty. irritates the other emotions. So the other emotions react. Or maybe it's yeah. not even an emotion. Yeah. Maybe it's like, Hormones personified attack the brain. Yeah, oh. that'd be so oh, funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It changes everything. It changes yeah. everything. They attack the brain and they need to like fight against the hormones. They, they need yeah. to re they need to rewire stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Either that or like it could be like just another major life event or like college or something. And uh I feel like that's a little too simple though. College is too cliche. They did it with Toy Story Three. They've done Whoa. it with everything. Yeah. But if Bill Hader the, If and, the same voice actress is going to play Riley, she's she's going to be, what, 23 now? Something like that. No. I don't know how old she was. When, 11. She was she the was same 11? age as Riley. But she went through puberty. I read that she went through puberty and her voice lowered. So then she had to- Make her voice higher for, oh. for Riley. Oh, man. Yeah. 
Um, That'd be tough. So she'd be 18, 19. So she was she'd be 19. 11. That yeah. would be eight. Yeah, 19. So Perfect time college. for a college story. Perfect college story. Yeah. Or the Pixar cinematic universe collides in this one, <laughs> and she has to deal with the fact that her toys are alive. <laughs> And that monsters are in the, <laughs> in the closet. And, and the cars are taking over. <laughs> That's the thing. All the emotions have to deal with all the Pixar movies. Uh, when are we going to have a Pixar movie that just takes every single Pixar movie and puts it into one? It's already happening, Brandon. Pull up the video, Jose. I fucking hate that video. <laughs> I fucking hate it. Oh, is this a, a fucking a Pixar stupid... theory bullshit? How they're all connected already. Oh yeah, they are. They're connected through the pizza planet. Yeah, exactly. I fucking hate it. And Riley is an astronaut in a different movie. It's a stupid. And she has she has Boo's haircut. uh, (laughs) Whenever she's little, she has Boo's haircut. She's Uh, Boo. Carl and Ali are in one of her memory circle things. So is the up dude? Their wedding, his wedding. Yeah, one of the is in in one of her memories. Uh huh. But that's just Pixar being Pixar and throwing yeah. Pixar shit in there. Yeah. I mean, no. There has to be a bigger theory behind this, Brandon. Um, <laughs> Did you watch the uh, Riley's First Date short? Yeah, I hadn't seen it before. I watched it for the first oh, time. Really? I watched yeah. it for the first time, too. It. I was like, oh, 10 minutes, not too bad. No, it's fucking four minutes and <laughs> yes. like six really minutes short. of credits. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's funny. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good. It's yeah, a fun it's little funny. Like, yeah. yeah. Seeing the the dad, the Dilf. Um <laughs> think it remember his uh, guitar past was good. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't I would never seen it before. I didn't really know what to expect. I thought like by the name it was actually just gonna be Riley and the date. Yeah. Like uh I didn't but they wouldn't want to hire those actors for that much. That would be way too expensive for a short. They're not even bringing back two of the actors for the sequel. Which ones aren't coming back? Uh, Bill Hader and Mindy Kaling aren't. Really? They're not coming back? Yeah, apparently contract dispute or something. Oh, that's a big that's shame. Bad. I mean, I'll take I'll take Lewis Black any day over both of them. But. <laughs> yeah. If it was a choice, yeah, I guess. But... Uh, they both did so great. I, I was thinking about it because I'm not a huge Mindy Kaling fan, really. I'm actually an anti-fan, uh, but she's very good at this. And I like <laughs> I like her delivery. She's kind of she's fun, like with the lines. She she discuss doesn't have a big part, but she's she's just um because I was reading like parts of the script when I was like looking through the quotes. I was just kind of curious how it was written, and uh, some of her discussed lines I was like ah, I didn't like that, but the way she said it was good. So mm-hmm. yeah, she brought a lot to it, but. Bill Hader will be very much missed. His scene yeah. at the dream is really, really funny where he's reacting to everything going oh, on. Drinking his tea. <laughs> <laughs> Pick a plot line. <laughs> <laughs> the whole dream studios is just so funny and how they have like this whole setup and all the actors are all the recurring dreams and um, <laughs> the the dog getting ripped apart. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, yeah. And her seeing that the dog is like chasing itself yeah yeah and then when they bring jangles back i love jangles he's so innocent too he's just a clown yeah when he's sleeping he's just saying who's the birthday girl <laughs> who's the birthday <laughs> 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 the jangles emotions are funny 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're just all in clown uniforms. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How many? Six years of drama, drama school. school. Yeah. <laughs> I love that post credits where it's just going through all the different people that you I see. Think, I think the most accurate one is the cats. Yeah. It was I like the one cat funny. one. Like, I, I don't like cats in general, but I think the cat one nails it. Like, every single one of them is just disgust is in the back, like throwing up a hairball. Uh, Joy is just jumping around. Uh, uh, sadness. And then uh, fear yeah. gets on the board. Fear gets on the board and he's like uh, playing with the knobs. Yeah, it's a good one. And anger's in the back hissing. Yeah. yeah. Bus driver has all anger. <laughs> That's you when you drive probably. <laughs> Yeah, I have another uh, another thing. I I came up with this the last time I watched it, and it was, um, Bing Bong's not completely gone. How do you mean? Bing Bong gives his bag to Joy, and that's part of Bing Bong. Oh. And Joy takes it to to uh, headquarters. So a little part of him lives on. A little part of Bing Bong lives on. Oh, I would have loved it. Isn't that fucking heartbreaking? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Damn. I was like, ah, part of Bing Bong didn't, didn't evaporate. He didn't melt away. Yeah, that's a good catch. Part of him does get out. And gets to watch the rest of Joy's life. I uh-huh. mean, uh, 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 Riley's life. Uh-huh. Yeah, that is sad. He just wanted what's best for her. His whole time down there, he's planning for Riley's future. He's like, all uh-huh. right, we're, how is we're she gonna doing? Get we're going to get to the moon. She's we're not going to fit in my wagon anymore. Yeah. 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 It's just him, his his whole, like. But you know the reason why he's running? Is oh, because he didn't want to get sucked away? It's because he's, yeah, she's she's forgotten him. Mm. And he's he doesn't want to get caught. Mm-hmm. He wants to continue living. Yeah. Imagine those memory guys just see him and they just suck him away in the vacuum. Yep. It's fucked up. Just like just like they pushed the the wagon rocket down in the They don't give a shit. They're just doing their job, man. Yeah, they're doing their job. The wagon rocket scene is I mean, we've talked about that is the scene, except for Jose. He's soulless, doesn't wait, wait, care wait. about I, being. I, I, I haven't talked care. about the scene that I think is more emotional. Oh than yeah, that. what's what's your emotional scene? For me, it's Joy handing the the memories to Sadness mm. at the end. Yeah. I think it, Joy relinquishing that control and accepting that you just need to be sad sometimes. To me, that's very emotional. Mm-hmm. And and. That sequence, the sequence with Riley, one just like losing all like feeling and emotion, and all she feels is just an emptiness inside. I don't know. I, I can't think of a movie that's ever captured that feeling so well for me. An animated movie, an anim- that right? That that feeling, like I just can't think of, of countless people who have probably felt that in their life, and I don't know, no other movie. If, if there anything that this movie does well, it's it's for me. It's that it mm. captures that feeling of just emptiness that you feel sometimes perfectly. Are you saying how the the table starts getting like overtaken by the idea? Yeah, like uh, it's it's not even like like the table. It's specifically Riley. It's the Riley way she's on the animated bus. on the bus. Mm. 
that to me is like, like I feel genuinely sad watching her. And then, and then the idea that the solution is to let her feel sad about Mm. it. Not that she needs to be fixed or anything. The idea that sadness, the processing her sadness is the, is the solution. I think that's the, the emotional like peak for me, the emotional climax, accepting that sadness is the solution when, um, when joy has been fighting it the whole movie. I think that that really like strikes a, a chord with me. Bing Bong, I, I get it. He 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 sacrifices what he feels, but Riley will never know that sacrifice. So I think that's where I kind of get that disconnect. Yeah, with no, Bing but Bong Joy knows Riley. it. But Joy knows it. Yeah, because that's part of Joy's story. But I guess I care about Riley. Yeah, I care about care Riley about more, and Riley doesn't really won't really know the the connection with Bing Bong. So that that sacrifice, while important. To me, it just doesn't have that impact because it doesn't really have any effect on Riley's like external story with her family and her move and the move. It's joy and sadness. Their interactions that I think is what it just has more of an impact for me. Mm-hmm. For me, the Bing Bong thing is like uh, when he says "take her to the moon." For me, that's like the line that fucking gets me. And then he. Oh. Then he fades away. Yeah. But during the scene with her family, I totally agree. Like I in the theater, that really, really killed me. Um, and I think a, a part of it isn't only like her accepting sadness is is important to process and allowing herself to be sad, but it's also knowing that and 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 sharing that message that like not only do you need to be sad to process, but being sad shows others that you need help. And 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 I think that's that's the thing that Joy sees in the memory pit where she sees that Riley being sad brought others to her who to comfort her. And that brought her joy. And that's exactly what happens to their parents at the end where she allows her to be sad. Her parents come and comfort her. And that's when, that's when sadness asks joy to, to join her on the, on the board. And that's when you see both of their colors mixing on the board, which is, it's so, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. And you see it in Riley's face, just like you see like her emptiness earlier. Like you see the moment joy, and sadness mix when she's hugging your family. Cause that shot is so important. It's so meaningful. Yeah. I just want a big old hug when I watch that. You wanna give me a hug right now, Brandon? Sure. Give you a hug. Okay. Right now? We'll we'll do it later. Hug we you. always hug after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this will be a more powerful hug. This will be a US military hug. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) going to make some core memories. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Also, any last thoughts before we move on to quotes? I think I've hit all of my. I like that they keep all the troublemakers. That's what they say. We keep all the troublemakers locked up in the subconscious. Um, That's that's a funny line. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's where Jangles is, and that's where they lock up. He, he immediately puts Bing Bong in a in a, 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 a cage of cage. balloons. Yeah. 
And there's tons of candy. Like Bing Bong has just been crying the entire time because there's piles of candy around mm-hmm. Jingles. <laughs> tons and tons and tons of it. I like the argument in front of the subconscious where they're uh, talking about the hat. Like, oh, that has my, that has has my, name. my name. That's my name. I Wait, put my name in it. You mean my name or, or your <laughs> No, I put my name. <laughs> oh, Anger liked that they expanded the friendly argument section. Okay. With, that's that's what it was. Friendly argument. I like that. All right, if we're ready to move on to quotes, we can- I heard there was a a face uh, a face and name section, um, but the faces, the, the, the guys that ran the faces and the guys that ran the names didn't agree, so that's why you can never remember a person's <laughs> name. <laughs> that would have been funny. Yeah, I heard they had that, but they scrapped it. Oh, that would have been good. I bet in a sequel they'll add like it's, so many more. It's it's a little like for an eleven year old. Yeah, it's it's a little bit more advanced. So that would be something that they could probably bring back if she's grown up. Yeah, I feel like the facts and opinions is a good one for the adults, where it's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a really yeah, funny the joke. facts and opinions. <laughs> oh, these facts and opinions and, look so similar. And uh, I have it down here. Bing Bong says, "Oh, don't worry about it. It happens all the time." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he puts shoving them all in the same box after that. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, if we're ready for quotes. I'm ready for mine. Okie dokie. Mm-hmm. All right, my quote is given two times. My name is Riley Anderson. I'm from Minnesota, and now I live here. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way that the director guy or whatever in the dream world is just like he's got this beard. He's just like laying back <laughs> in his chair, and he puts out the megaphone, and he's like saying it out of the corner of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she says in her dream world when she ends up um being a, a pantsless at school again but it's it's the delivery of that is so funny seeing the little memory guy just saying it delivering that line exactly how she said it in in, in the real world that's like something tiff and i have been quoting to each other <laughs> yeah <laughs> my name is riley anderson <laughs> but yours brandon um Mine is a conversation between three of the emotions. So there's fear um, is the first line discusses the second line and anger is the third line. And Riley is, is lying in, in her, I guess, beanbag on the floor and lights go across her room and fear goes, what was that? Was it a bear? It's a bear. And this guest says, there's no bears in San Francisco. And anger says, <laughs> I saw a really hairy guy. He looked like a bear. <laughs> uh, uh, some San Francisco humor there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's that perfect works as a kid's joke and works as an, and an, an, adult, as an adult joke. joke. Yep. Yeah. 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 And that's 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 a Pixar joke, one hundred percent. Um and I like it. It makes me laugh every single time. Uh, mine is for my favorite emotion when anger says, congratulations, San Francisco, you've ruined pizza. First the Hawaiians and now you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anger really is great. I'm glad he's back. I would, that would be upset if it wasn't back for the sequel. Yeah. He he has a lot of funny lines. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of his lines are definitely more for. For the adults at times. Yeah. I like his newspapers. Yeah. He's always reading the newspaper and it's always about what's happening. Experts agree. 
broccoli is disgusting or something. <laughs> <laughs> or dessert is good. Yeah. Our fir- first day of school disaster or something on that <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. Um, my Stuff. meme review. Uh, I, Brandon, you mentioned it already, but I give this movie four wasted years of piano lessons minus chopsticks and heart of soul out of four. <laughs> um, I'm going to give, we didn't talk about this. I'm going to give this 9,999,999 imaginary boyfriends from Canada out of 9,999,999. <laughs> <laughs> I would die for Riley. I would die for Riley. Yeah. Love it. The 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 way they're all animated when she's like on top of them all, they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You hear them all going, whoa, as they're like wiggling back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Poor guys, they're all going to their deaths. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what they they're said. They're fulfilling yeah. their their life dream. They're they're all clones and clones are expendable. That's true. Star Wars. Ah, ah. <laughs> what's your meme review, Jose? I'll give this movie two out of two cloud birders. <laughs> it's cold blooded huh? cloud birders. <laughs> yeah, the way Bing Bong kills that first one is <laughs> it's rough. It's rough. <laughs> what about what your... is it? What does the cop say? Forget it, Jake. It's cloud town. It's cloud town. <laughs> Chinatown. <laughs> Chinatown reference. Oh. Yeah, I hadn't seen Chinatown, but I had to like, I was like, that has to be a reference. Yeah, it it's is. a yeah. Chinatown reference. We watched this in college. I didn't watch Chinatown. No, we watched In and Out in college. It yeah. just just clicked. Inside Out? Yeah. When did we watch that? Gold's class. Oh, I wasn't there for the, that. No, you were sitting right next to me. I was? Yeah. Yeah. Was I he crying? Was daydreaming. Yeah, we were both <laughs> daydreaming. We were we were both crying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That was not a core memory, it appears. That's too bad. It's already in the memory <laughs> dump. Yeah, it's already in your memory dump. <laughs> uh what about your real review, Jose? Um, I'll give this movie uh a ten out of ten. For as much as it sounded like I don't like this movie, um, I do genuinely love this movie. Uh, I didn't mention it. the pacing is fucking fantastic. It is a crisp 95 minutes. Everything in it is is good. It's necessary. There, there's not anything in this movie I would take out. It, it just keeps its momentum going. It doesn't have any fat. It's funny. It It's a Pixar classic, I think. One of the true Pixar classics. It as adult jokes, kid jokes. It covers very important themes that allow even adults to be retrospective about their own ways that they process emotions. And it tells like a sweet story that doesn't need any external conflicts. It, it's It's a lot about how sometimes you can be your own your own brain can be your worst enemy. And I, I like that idea because I think it's, there's a stigma around that, that sometimes you feel a certain way and you don't have a reason to feel that way. And while Riley does have a reason to feel like that, I guess joy doesn't understand that. And they really, they really just embrace this idea of it's okay to feel what you feel. And you don't need to be strong or stoic or anything like that because that's what's expected of you. F- feel how you feel. And, and this movie 
teaches that in a very approachable way. And I, I think for that, it's, it's a great movie. I think it's, it's one of Pixar's best. You feel how you feel. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Brandon? Yeah. Um, I also give this a 10 out of 10, obviously. Um, it's up there with Coco with me. Um, yeah. I, everything, every single thing that I wrote on the reason why I give it a 10 out of 10, we've already discussed, but I think it's, um, I think it's one of those, one of those rare movies that takes this, um, very complex concept and boils it down to its, its, uh, most basic attributes that anyone can follow, um, but keeps its meaning and its purpose so well. Um, yeah, ten out of ten for me. I give this movie a two out of a ten out of ten. Uh, <laughs> no, I I've gushed about this. I've give, used a lot of superlatives uh, in this podcast so far. But this is to me my favorite Pixar movie. Um, this is one of my favorite movies. One of the best scores, mainly how it is, how it combines with like the overwhelming nature of this movie to me. And a lot of it is like I think of like my experience in the theater with it where there's moments like in the memory dump where um, you're just seeing how big it is and you're seeing this slight little bit of color of joy and, and the slight little bit of color of bing bong. And when they're shooting up outside the memory dump, it's just, it has this huge like made for cinemas moment in this Pixar movie that is about like, because I don't want to downplay what Riley's going going through. It's it's a big event for her, but in reality, it's not huge. So mm-hmm. being able to show what's happening in her mind as like world, like literally world shattering, all her core memories breaking and everything. It's also so well structured as this like huge eventful overwhelming moment, and I feel that through like every little bit, every little emotion, every little memory is like. It gives the importance that a human life feels like it should, and and I think that's why it makes it so emotional. Is because I I I this movie makes me like empathize with how like humid it is and how important like every moment of your life is, and it that's what makes me cry. Is I think about all my memories, I think about all the things that have changed, I think about just everything, and 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 I think this is one of those rare movies. I don't think I can think of a movie that does that for me. Um, so yeah, ten out of ten. Love it. Inside out. Two out of ten. Whenever they're whenever they're on the rocket and they're launching off of the book, what is the book? I don't know. It's I don't in even, the memory dump. <laughs> I don't even know. I tried to pause it to see to read what it was and I tried to look it up. I'm like, I know that that book has to be kind of important because it's a book down there. Yeah. They shoved it out. Um, yeah. It's an entire book. But I didn't even register it as a book. Weird. I will say, uh, him sacrificing himself so she can reach the thing is just fucking interstellar. Just fucking <laughs> interstellar, but fucking big bug. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> big <laughs> This movie's way better than we interstellar. Need, we, need, <laughs> we need to do an interstellar, but but instead of him, we need to put Bing Pong in there. That's a good edit. I'd watch that. <laughs> and as he's going away, take her to the moon for me. <laughs> That's a good fucking <laughs> reference. Yeah. 
Maybe they got inspired. <laughs> All right, let's pick next week's movie. Oh, movie. T- I hit careful. myself. I hit myself. Be careful. I can't hear out of either of my ears now. I put a new sticker on there. Oh. It's on the back. Bazinga? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Jim and Dwight? Yeah, it's Jim and Dwight. Oh, their paintball gear? Yeah. <laughs> Are you a big oh, office guy? Uh, no, my brother gave it oh, to okay. me. And I just stuck it on there. I'm like, I don't know why he gave this to me. All right, next week's movie. Not that one. Psych, I'm picking the other one. Wait, what about Not that nostril? I'm picking the other one. <laughs> next week's movie is Man on the Moon. Man on the Moon. Man on the Moon. All right. Um, yeah, this is a Jim Carrey movie. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen it? This is a movie that I've always wanted to watch, okay. and I've never had a reason to, but I've heard so many positive and interesting things about it. It is the best Jim Carrey movie ever made. It's a movie <laughs> I genuinely have always wanted to watch it. I've just yeah. never, I don't know. It's something I was like, I don't, I don't have a reason to watch it. So I, I never did. No, you do. I've only seen the documentary. You've only seen the documentary about yeah. Jim Carrey making the movie? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I'm excited though. That's a crazy fucker. This can't be better than Liar Liar. It is 100 <laughs> percent better than Liar Liar. Um, Isn't this like genuinely renowned and is his best role? Probably. I I appreciate um the fact that Jim Carrey is loved for his his comedy and his slapstickiness and all of this. But this movie proves that he is he is an exceptional actor, um, more so than what, what's the 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 silly one where he's in the Eternal Sunshine. Of the no, I hate that fucking movie. That's why I thought you were referencing I'll throw that in the, <laughs> the, the the one <laughs> yeah, the Truman Show, Truman, Truman Show. Yeah. Um, the which, silly one, which was weird. Fuck off. What Truman Show is silly? Just calling it the silly one. You could call Eddie Dubber of his movie silly. <laughs> Me, myself, except and Irene. For, <laughs> except for the tr- <laughs> Well, no. Truman Show, to me, was a silly concept. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so that's, to me, it's just the silly one. The The other ones are just, like, just comedy slack sti- slapstick over the top. And I don't like over the top. I don't like over the top Jim Carrey movies. Mm. I don't like um, really over the top Robin Williams stuff. His more dramatic stuff is the most, um, uh, to me, it, it's the best stuff that he, he that he did. Um, but but yeah, this is this is a really good. Well, next week we're gonna see firsthand Riley going to the moon. Except this movie is not woman on the moon. It's man on the moon. Oh, that was that was a good one. Thank you. Bing bong. Seven out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Bing bong's gonna be there. Mm-hmm.